0: If you're going to self manage your rental properties, you know, I'm a big fan of finding that proper tool to get the job done. Well, we want to tell you about rent ready. Rent ready is a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone, collect rent online and get paid. Find that perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using rent ready's app too. They can pay rent using card, ACH or cash Set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. Did we also mention that RentReady is unlimited and all of this is flat priced? No tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for people to manage their own properties so you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the REI Mastermind Network. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only $54 at rentready.com when you use our special code, MASTERMIND. That's rentready.com, R E N T R E D I.com, with code MASTERMIND, M A S T E R M I N D, at rentready.com We're going to ask the big question, can you find an opportunity off the MLS?
1: Yes. So we're moving into the portion of finding deals that requires more money and less of your time. So the first, uh, manner of attack is the MLS, the multiple listing service. Now, a lot of investors discount the MLS because they say, well, there's no deals to be had on there. Competition is too strong. Um, That's all good points, but if you're just aware of the conditions of the MLS and how you're going to have to approach it, then you can still get deals on the MLS. In fact, we've got probably, I don't know, a third of our deals, a third to a half. It started out as half or more, and as we've worked with sellers directly, that percentage has dropped. But we still find a third of our deals probably on the MLS, so do not discount it as a source of deals.
0: So let's talk a little bit about some of the strategies regarding MLS. Uh, the first big one is don't be surprised. if it, It's going to take likely take you a lot more offers to find that one diamond when you're dealing, dealing with the MLS. Because, uh, frankly, uh, most of those people are looking for a retail offer.
1: Yeah. Um, when they say, you know, in real estate, people say it's a numbers game. Well, the MLS is the perfect example of that, meaning it just takes... A ton of offers. You know your offer to accepted deal percentage is going to be uh, very high. It's going to take a ton of offers to get an accepted deal. So really, it's how quickly can you get to your number, and how quickly can you get multiple offers out the door? That's going to be what it takes. I would say are just you know this is in Fargo, North Dakota. We're probably like thirty to forty offers for each accepted deal. Um, would you say that's probably accurate?
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. And and uh, I think that, that might surprise you know, a lot of the listeners associated with that. But it does take that many offers. Um, so if you're spending a lot of time running your numbers and, and questioning whether you should, should submit the offer, um, submit it, move on to the next one. Because uh, just hoping that that one offer is going to come come back your way uh, is pretty unlikely. You need to have multiple going on.
1: Yeah, this is where analysis paralysis can really hurt um, investors because they get so hung up on each individual house and overanalyzing and really wringing their hands. Should I submit this? What's going to happen? Well, odds are you have no chance. So you might as well just throw it out there. And then if you get somebody that's willing to play ball, chances are they're not going to just blindly accept your offer either. So, you know, you have a lot of opportunity there to do some due diligence. So don't be afraid to just throw the offer out there because chances are you have no
0: shot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, stop negotiating on on the seller's behalf. Um, You're just going to have to run your numbers, make sure that number works for you. And remember that MLS price is more of a suggestion than an actual price. So, uh, yeah, again, it's almost better not to even see what they're asking.
1: For. Yeah, just you need to be good at analyzing your deals, knowing what you could pay. Come up with that number as quickly as you can. And get the offer out the door. That's really the key. And don't be hung up too much on each individual house. That's just a waste of your time. So, this is where, you know, really getting really good at quickly calculating an offer is important. Um, Another thing to keep in mind is, you know, we talk about the buying scale and we did a whole episode on this, episode 120. And MLS is right at the top because, you know, you're competing against owner occupants and they do not require a profit to be made when they purchase this house. People are willing to overpay and do it all the time on the MLS because for emotional reasons, they just uh, fall in love with the house and they're willing to overpay. And that's kind of who you're competing against. So it can be very tough to find a deal at the price an investor needs to purchase it at. So just understand that that's who you're competing with. And those are the conditions of the MLS and you're at the top end of the buying scale. So let's talk about how to get offers out the door. Um, If you're not a licensed realtor, you need to find one and find a realtor who understands this strategy and is willing to submit offers on your behalf with a low percentage of them being accepted. So really, you need to find an investor-friendly agent, as we call it, and somebody who gets it, You know, who understands that they're going to be writing a lot of offers. But if they're willing to go through that work, they will have multiple deals, most likely through your investing team in the, over the course of a year.
0: Yeah. And you might want to start with your networking group again. Uh, there are quite a few realtors that actually come to our meetup. Uh, and so there are great candidates to help other investors because they, they get it. Uh, the other thing was check with uh, some of those people that you know and, and get a referral.
1: Yeah, I check with other investors, you know, who who do they like as realtors? And once you have a great relationship with a realtor who really gets it and is willing to work with investors, you know, that's another great thing on, I'll say about the MLS is just a side note, you can get start to find some of those pocket listings, right? Some of the things that quite haven't hit the market yet. And if your realtor gets wind of them, they may bring them to you before they even hit the MLS and, you know just start throwing offers out there and you, you just never know. So it's important to be in the conversation.
0: Yeah. And you'll run into some realtors who will like to do kind of verbal offers, um, especially if, if yours is considerably less than what is on, on the MLS uh, we really push and advise to make sure that you get, you put your offer in writing because uh, more times than not it's because of that situation alone or that action alone that actually has won us deals off the MLS. Yeah, I
1: can't... This is huge. I can't stress this enough. Always put it in writing. Never let the realtor call up the listing agent and say, I'll just do a verbal pass and see what they think because the listing agent will most likely say, hell no. Uh, That's not even close. I'm not even going to tell my seller about it because if it's not in writing, I don't know if they have a legal obligation. But if it's in writing a written offer, you know that the seller's going to see that. Also, it has so much more gravitas than just a verbal pass. I, I can't tell you the number of times. It's been many, many times, though, that we've actually gotten houses because we were the only ones to actually write the offer. We just got one recently where... And I know the listing agent very well. And they said, oh, there's a couple other offers coming. You you have no chance. And they're never going to accept this. I said, well, put it in writing. And by the end of the weekend, we had it locked up. Very, very close to our initial offer price. And they were even incredibly surprised that the sellers accepted it. So you need to take advantage of that potential by just throwing it out there in writing and do not let the agent do a verbal pass.
0: So doing this way, you know, remember now you're going to have to expect and and be ready for a lot of rejection because, uh, and you have to find a realtor who's willing to take a lot of rejection. We've been really, it's been really great to have certain realtors on our team that have been able to tolerate some of that, but it does take a bit of a talent.
1: Right. And that's one thing when you're discussing with your potential realtor, you know they need to be able to approach these listing agents and consider the offer in the spirit with which it's intended. Right? <laughs> you don't yeah. want you don't want them calling up and go, "I got a crappy ass offer." You're never going to want this. You know you you want them say saying things like, "Look, these guys are legit." You know you you may you may you may not like the price. Who knows? But. Um, you know, we can put this together. Let's 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 see where we're at. Let's try to put something together. You want them to have an optimistic attitude when they're calling up these listing agents and proposing these offers. Because remember, that's going to have an effect. How they interact with the listing agent will affect how that gets presented to the seller. And that's really the crucial interaction is the listing agent presenting the offer to the seller. You know, how uh, we kind of want it presented is, look, you may not love this price, but if you accept this, it's going kind to of close. These guys are legit. They've done a ton of deals and you can kind of rest easy that you can be rid of this property. And really, again, it's, you know, you're, you're searching for the needle in the haystack. You need to find the seller that's sufficiently motivated to consider your offer and possibly take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and remember if they rejected that first time, And it's something that you, if it's a property that actually really interests you, it might be something that you submit another offer 30 days down the road, 60 days down the road. The offer may eventually become attractive.
1: Exactly. Um, If they just listed the property, they may not be willing to accept the reality that they have to sell for a discounted price. But nothing changes that attitude like some time going by and we believe me we can attest to this because if we have a flip that is on the, on the MLS as a real t- retail sale a month or of sitting on the MLS with no offers will definitely get us to reconsider what we think we can sell the place at um so time you know is in your your favor when it comes to those types of deals so keep an eye out
0: yeah and uh so Let's let's talk a little bit about what people should look for on the MLS that uh, are like I don't want to call them red flags because that means that there's serious trouble. Green with, flag. Green flag. Yeah, green Let, flag. Let's go green flag because it's it's money opportunity. But well, one of those things is if there's only exterior photos of the property. We love seeing those because uh, there's typically something going on in the house that will, tipi- will scare away the average MLS buyer.
1: Yeah, I love when there's one picture of a house and it's just straight on from the front. That's my favorite type of MLS listening because, you know, no owner occupant is probably going to even go see that property because they immediately are suspicious. So that's a great one to go check out. Another one is uh, uh, look for something that's back on the market. You know, if the deal fell apart previously, who knows, it might have been something in the inspection or you don't even know really. But all you know is that the, the seller is probably much more motivated now because if a deal has fallen apart, they are really, you know, probably starting to get desperate. Think They think they had the house sold. So whatever price they initially had, I almost can guarantee that that is lowered in their mind, the amount that they'll actually accept.
0: Yeah, those are just two of the things that we've we've noticed when we're dealing with some uh, properties off the MLS, and your your close rate is going to climb as more of those type of opportunities or the more of those signals you you spot. Um, Another
1: one I'll mention too is price reductions. Oh yeah. In addition to just time on the market, once you start to see price reductions, they're basically they've come to the understanding that they're. Price they're going to get for the property is probably dropping,
0: yeah, and especially large yeah. price reductions. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So,
0: when you see large price reductions, do you feel that uh, that's a strong sign too that they have a lot more room to negotiate?
1: Yeah, typically, you know, I've seen hundred dollar price reductions, and all those are is just trying to surface. They're trying to surface at the top of the list right. and try to kick back up some interest. But you see five grand, ten grand. You know, on a $150,000 house, that's, that's a pretty significant percentage drop. And that signifies that these people are ready to get this thing sold. And the more motivated they are, obviously, we know that that means your chances for getting a discount are much higher.
0: So well, let's probably any other final thoughts, like I, I, I think we kind of covered a lot of the MLS. But in a nutshell, uh, make sure it 's a definitely a numbers game you make sure that you you hit that m l s hard it 's almost a consistent persistent behavior again where we even josh I think you even have it on your calendar to to submit an m l s offer on a daily basis
1: yeah, I try to submit one a day I figure that 's five a week you know that 's twenty five a month that 's what's that what is that sixty a year yeah <laughs> wait no that no. 's twenty five times twelve i don 't know uh. it 's a lot. <laughs> We're not, we're not math whizzes. We use calculators. But yeah, the doing it consistently, You know, if you're doing five a week, you can't not eventually stumble upon a seller willing to sell. It's going to happen eventually. So if your goal is to buy one house a year, if you just submit an offer a day, you'll definitely do that. If your goal is to buy more, then make it two a day, three a day. Just set some amount and work out a system with a realtor of analyzing, coming up with your number. Literally, all we do is text our realtor, offer X price on X address, and then they'll send it over via DocuSign uh, a while later, whenever they get around to it. Mm-hmm. And then I wait, just wait to hear. I mean, that's it. It takes very little effort on your part. Honestly, the realtor is doing most of the work, having to create the offer and call the listing agent, submit the offer formally, all that. But they know it's in their best interest because they will get multiple deals closed with you eventually.
0: Yeah. So uh, that leads into find that realtor who gets it and is willing to put it in writing. All right, we'll leave it there. We've put a lot of effort into providing useful content, and if you've found value in the show and have any interest in supporting us with a small donation, head over to patreon.com slash house dudes. And if you have any thoughts or questions, shoot us an email at info at house
1: dudes.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at house dudes. And if you like what you're hearing, head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps other investors out there find the show. And remember, massive positive
0: impact requires
1: massive positive action. We'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you by HouseDudes.com. Do you have time to actively manage flipping and rentals yourself? If so, go for it. If you live in a market that won't cash flow or don't have the time to do all the work, are you just out of luck? If there was a way to participate more passively, would that appeal to you? I'm sure you have questions about how the process works and what to do next. If that's the case, fill out the form on housedudes.com slash investors, and we'll reach out to see if you are a good fit for our business. This is First Come, First Serve, and we will have to stop taking applications when our goals are met. See you at housedudes.com slash investors.